from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. And man, when the confetti started to go last night, Joe, I was so excited because Patrick Mahomes stuck it to you again, Joe. All season, all season. You've been talking about how they're going to miss the cheetah. They're going to miss the cheetah. They're going to miss the cheetah. Tyreek Hill, they're going to rue the day. What they really need in the Chiefs locker room isn't Tyreek Hill. It's buckets of Toradol to make sure that that ankle's all good and he can have the kind of performance he did yesterday in the second half in their win against the Philadelphia Eagles for their second Super Bowl in the Patrick Mahomes era. It was a pretty impressive performance last night, man. I tip my hat to the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> okay. I do. Okay. And while I understand why he was named the MVP of the game, the game, yeah. and while I understand there are people who want to have a conversation already about his place in NFL history, and those are all valid conversations, I just want to give Andy Reid his flowers. First half of that game, the Kansas City Chiefs were absolutely outplayed. They were outmanned outgunned. I'll go through the whole Hamilton soliloquy right here for you. Mm-hmm. The only reason they were even alive was not because of Patrick Mahomes, was not because of Andy Reid, but because of a defensive touchdown. Okay? Yeah. Second half starts, and you could tell right away Andy Reid had saw something, believed in something that could work, and it it started with all of their motion sets, their bunch sets, their jet sets, and by the time they got into the red zone, This game was won by the Chiefs in the second half because of the red zone offense. The Eagles kicked field goals. The Chiefs scored touchdowns. Yeah. And in particular, the two touchdowns on the jet sweep motion where, buddy, nobody's covering you. That's coaching. You know, when we talk about, well, I know coaching when I see it. Those two scores where there is nobody within a zip code of you on the goal line. Yeah. That's coaching. Yeah. So I thought Andy Reid, give the man his flowers. He spent all those years as the wily coyote chasing the roadrunner that was Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. And then finally he breaks through, and then, of course, Tom Brady comes back and mm. sticks it to him one last time. But, you know, good for him. This cements his place in NFL history because there aren't many coaches who get two of those things. And now not only does he have two of them, he also has a tr- the trip that he had with the Eagles, too. You see he's just a tremendous career overshadowed by, you know, take your pick, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, and those teams that were powers, or even the Steelers that had won three Super Bowls during yeah. you know his early reign, and now you're getting a guy who's really getting his due, and, it, and it's well deserved. It, everybody runs their own race, right? Mike Shashevsky loved talking about that when he was the head coach at Duke, and every team is different from the other. But sometimes you do have to clear the decks in order for you to get the focus, and that's what Andy Reid has gotten uh, in Kansas City, and he's certainly going to get now because, to your point, there is no more Tom Brady. Uh, theoretically, we see the struggles that Bill Belichick is going through right now in New England, trying to find the next Tom Brady or whatever football experiment. He's trying by by to the do. way, just real quick, because you mentioned Bill Belichick, who we when he whenever he retires, oh, we're going to say he, he's the he greatest. Will, he will get his flowers. We're, we're do all that, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, remember that time when Bill Belichick went to the Super Bowl without a quarterback named Tom Brady? Oh, hey, yeah. remember when Andy Reid did it three different times? He's done four different, different times now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, that's weird. Yeah, it's it's impressive what he's been able yes. to do. But uh, you mentioned there's one thing you did not mention in the success of the of the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl last night. I know it's not sexy to talk about, but Kansas City's offensive line 
did a wonderful job keeping Patrick Mahomes clean along with Patrick Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes things even on a bum ankle because my thought and what I got wrong in this game I got a couple of things wrong in this game you know the, remember that over I said don't don't take the the over under whatever the total yeah, was yeah. I, I, I was told like, you I know you told me I was like nah these two defenses that's the story of the game to right. me here's here's an uh, an Eagles defense that's doing stuff we haven't seen since the 84 85 Bears in terms of sack pressure. rate and pressure yeah. and everything else and there's one thing that Patrick Mahomes has not done a good enough job of pre to compare to previous years, and that is his making you pay if you blitz him. His his success against the blitz has seen a slight drop off this season. None of that. Well, they weren't. They had. They didn't have enough time to send it, and that was a great no. scheme. That was a great scheme by Reed and and the offensive line. You're absolutely right. Congrats to Joe Tooney, Pack Pro, with his third Super Bowl ring now, maybe even fourth. Um, unbelievable performance by they their offensive sacked. line, and not even pressured. Not even really, pressured. to be perfectly honest no with turnovers. you. I want to talk about the other side real quick mm-hmm. because I thought Jalen Hurts balled out. Yeah, just one mistake. And we talked about how when when you are that quarterback, let him run, mm-hmm. let him do his thing. And I, Nick Sirianni deserves all high marks for that. The way that the Eagles started that game, all high marks for that. But uh, while I'm do- doling out flowers to coaches, let me give some to Brandon Staley. Yes, that Brandon Staley. Yes, the Chargers coach, <laughs> who everyone criticizes. Dude, people want him, people want him out because he has not taken the chosen one to the promised land. But yet. Staley is about that life, yeah. and he's always about that life. I thought last night Nick Sirianni, and obviously this is hindsight. I, actually, I said it in real time, but it's hindsight for me to come on the radio now and say it. Fourth and three, at the at their own thirty-two. I understand that they're at their own thirty-two. But the way that the Chiefs' offense was absolutely cooking at that point, mm-hmm. and you had no answer at all. You had no pressure on Mahomes at all. I He went for it twice in the first half on fourth down. Fourth and three in that situation, I, they, they are down by a point. I think in that situation, you are better off. And, and we can find whatever analytics you want to find. Mm-hmm. There were 10 minutes left when they punted. I'd rather give them the ball right there if I don't convert on fourth and three, knowing that they're going to score in a more timely fashion than what had ended up happening to them because they basically never got the ball back with a chance to win the football game. See, and, and keeping the ball away was crucial at the end. Let's We, we can save the, the defensive holding call on Juju Smith-Schuster for the next segment okay. and officiating and everything that came out in the end. But the smartest play that occurred during that final sequence was not scoring right. with a minute left. Okay, it's actually something that Greg Olson on the broadcast when he saw the sweep out. I forgot the running back who was it was what, Pacheco. It was it was Isaiah Pacheco. So Pacheco, um, you know, goes out to the left and rather than scoring because the Eagles were like fine because they, they wanted get, him to score. They wanted him to score. They get like they they get the ball back with like a minute ten. Yep. And instead he said, "Nope, I'm stopping right here." And 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 kudos to Greg Olson for calling that out in the middle of the play because I was probably having the same thought too. Like, given what we've seen out of Hurts so far this season, are you are you banking on the fact that they are not going to get back in the field goal range or maybe even score a touchdown as if the Chiefs haven't seen this and have succeeded with this themselves when they had the ball back with a little time left? You know, Andy Reid was rightfully criticized. It was actually the focus, the open, uh-huh. of David Halberstam's book about Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick allowed David Halberstam to write this opus about him. And he takes he takes the the reader into 
Super Bowl in Jacksonville where it was the Eagles against the Patriots. And I forgot who was up in the booth talking into Belichick's headset, but the, the assistant coach, it might have been the guy from Notre Dame, Charlie mm-hmm. Weiser, whoever was the OC at the time, was going, does he not know how much time is left on the clock? And he's talking right. about Andy Reid. Right. And, and, it, and it, it, they paint this whole picture about how this bumbling Andy Reid had no idea how to manage the end of the game. But super genius Bill Belichick does. And we all learn from our mistakes, or your hope is you learn from your mistakes. Andy Reid in the last two years won a miracle game against the Bills mm-hmm. that no other, no one else can do. And then this year, they managed that endgame situation. Yes, the penalty was helpful. Yeah. But they managed that endgame situation to the absolute perfect T. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap way so last night we have this awesome super bowl game two teams competing at a high level jalen hurts and patrick mahomes doing the damn thing i certainly got it wrong because after i saw patrick mahomes tackled by the ankles and he came up limping and looking like he was in serious pain and frustrated like oh no here we go again i did make the joke hey y'all enjoy the Rihanna halftime show and then maybe start thinking about something to do after that because this is probably a wrap if that ankle's bad. I got that wrong because I forgot they probably used some sort of ACC network non-FDA approved thing into his ankle to make sure that he could get out there and feel good. I mean, wouldn't you? It's the Super Bowl. They flew him to Germany at halftime? Seriously, something like that. Cousin Yeri flew in? They, They literally replaced his ankle right there. He was good to go. It was pretty impressive what Patrick Mahomes did. So we're at the end. It's this exciting game. It's tied. Maybe they're going to go to overtime. And then there was a flag thrown that put the Patriots, what, on the five-yard line. And the rest is history. They kick a field goal. They win the game. Eagles don't have enough time. The play was James Bradbury, former Carolina Panther, Teammates with Greg Olson on the broadcast, by the way, and Juju Smith-Schuster, Patriots or Chiefs wide receiver. So they throw the flag. It wasn't a PI. It was a defensive hold. Doesn't matter if the ball was catchable or not. That's not what they're looking for when they throw the flag on a hold. He was tugging the jersey. Shout out to James Bradbury after the game saying, yeah, I did that. I thought I'd get away with it. I mean, that's not up for my judgment. You know, I, I was hoping he would let it go, but of course, you know, he's a ref. It's a big game. Um, and it was it was a hold, so they called it. Pretty sure that Bradbury got away with the defensive pass interference earlier that half that resulted in a, in the Chiefs having a punt. I believe that was their only punt of the second half. So I could see why Bradbury thought, yeah, maybe I'll get away with this one too. He didn't. Flag was thrown. Here's Juju Smith-Schuster on whether or not he was held in that play. Oh, yes, 100%. Um, <laughs> My routes strike in, strike back out. I mean, Bradbury is a good player, but you know, I feel like at some day it's going to be the call is going to be called. The call was going to be called, and it was called. Here's Nick Sirianni, the Eagles head coach. I thought uh, a very classy way of handling it after the game when he was asked about that penalty in that moment. I'm not. I'm not. It's not my job to uh, 
you know, I mean, you, you'll see me on the sideline. I'm going to argue with different things of, of, of calls here and there, but it's not my job to make the call. You know, those guys got to do that in, in split second, um, you know, scenarios. Um, and so, you know, that's what he saw and he, and he called it. And so that's never, it, I, I know it always appears to be that, you know, it's one call that makes the, it's not, it's not what it is, right? It's not what it is. There's, there's, there's so many plays that contribute to the, the end result of the game. And, and, and today they were better than we were. That's Nick Sirianni with probably the best way a coach could handle it, losing the Super Bowl and having a flag thrown that affected the end of that game. And he answered it the way that he did. And I thought he did a really good job with that. So Joe, here's the premise and it's probably best summarized by Danny Kelly of the ringer. And I saw this tweeted into my timeline this morning when I was drinking my coffee and I got mad. The late holding call on Eagles cornerback, James Bradbury may have been technically correct. And as we just illustrated to you, he admitted the call was right, but it still marred what could have been an epic Super Bowl finish. I'm listening to Mike Greenberg today on ESPN radio. And he's saying the same thing. Man, what could have been? Look at the ending that we were denied. We're just making assumptions that things were going to end in a particular way. We, we come up with these fantasy scenarios. So here's my question, because this often happens, and it's not about inconsistencies, by the way. It's simply people do not like it when penalties are called in late-game situations, and the immediate retort, you know, the immediate bullet points are, I don't like the outcomes of games being decided by officials, period. So here's my question. What's your solution? What's supposed to happen in endgame scenarios? The purge? All crimes legal? Do we go once the two-minute warning happens? It's a literal warning that we need the PA announcer to go, the two-minute warning, you may be stabbed on the field like it's the last Boy Scout where a gun is drawn. Like, what are we talking about? What do we want? NFL Blitz? You just pick up a quarterback, swing him around, and slam him on on the ground. What is the solution to this idea that somehow, some way, we don't want the officials to decide the outcome of the game in this particular moment, even though the officials have just spent a good chunk of the game helping determine the outcome of the contest? What am I missing? Yeah, first of all, props to James Bradbury for coming out and saying what he did yes. after the game. Honestly, for the safety of that official, Philly fans might have done something to him, so... I'm glad that he did say what he said. That's mm -hmm. number one. Number two, I, I was asking last week after the really the debacle in the Bengals, the fourth quarter of the Bengals-Chiefs game, for I just want the pandemic rules. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. And if you, if you don't remember the pandemic, there were no fans in the stands. So the NFL wisely told their officials, hey, guys, no one's here to see you unless it's an egregious procedural penalty or a, a, you know someone takes a chainsaw to the head, don't call it. Yeah. And we got that last night. I thought it was a really well-officiated game. I don't think the call was wrong. I do think it, it it tilted the ending, right? But the call wasn't wrong. Yeah. So when you grab a jersey, I think what, it, what had happened was, you see what had happened was, the initial replay only shows Bradbury's left arm going across the back of Juju. And you're like, now, come on. That's not a penalty. Yeah, yeah. And your second thought is, well, even if it is, the ball was uncatchable. I do think they initially, I think maybe on the third replay, they showed him grabbing the jersey earlier in the route. Once you grab the jersey, it's a penalty. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't matter what time of the game that happens. So I applaud the officials for calling the game the way that they did. There was no nonsense in that game yesterday. 
And yeah, if you if you grab a guy's jersey, guess what? You're going to be in trouble because that falls on the egregious out in the open umbrella. Yeah, you know what I mean. This isn't an offensive line kind of sneaking. We can call hold on every play. You know, so let's not worry about that. I, I thought it was a clean game. I thought they. I thought for the most part they let them play. They went to the pandemic rules. I applaud them for that. But what are we supposed to do? Because this sentiment... Yeah, but see, you're, you're going to upset somebody. There's a loser. And a loser is always going to find a reason why they lost the game. But I feel so like you, the losers... You get, you get comments from Nick Sirianni, which are which are important as well. Yeah. Bradbury making... Again, I'm, I'm going to turn this into something that I find personal, okay? Okay. It's important to talk to people after games. It's important that the, the schools in particular that we cover, mm-hmm. they don't want to make people available after a game. No. The Bradbury makes an important play... It's a penalty. It's a mistake. He stands up, accounts for the mistake, mm-hmm. and the entire tenor of the conversation is different from the from the Cincinnati Kansas City game. Now that game was a fourth quarter of interesting calls. Yes, this was one single call. Mm-hmm. But it's important that people talk and explain themselves after games. That's where I'm going with this. You have the coach mm-hmm. who has a very level-headed comment. You have the player who's the penalties called on, a very level-headed, very honest admission. Mm-hmm. And that has gone a long way, your examples notwithstanding, to diffusing some of the you know rigged, it's fixed, all of this yeah. other stuff talk because here's the guy himself saying, yes, I fouled him. Yeah, and I believe there was but a pool. that's there, important. There was a pool these, report, these too. Leagues, these leagues don't want to hear that. That's the problem is these schools, the conferences, the leagues, the the NFL got this right. Mm -hmm. You have the players come out. They talk about it. Great. That's the way it's supposed to be. Don't leave any ambiguity. Don't leave us to sit here guessing. Give us the answers. Or at least release a statement that gets the interpretations of the rules correct after there was a mistake. Well, that's probably another segment. Like on Saturday (laughs) in the Virginia game. Which, yeah. Because you know how I have thoughts on that, and you know my favorite words are coming, which I need after after Mahomes, you know, prove me wrong. 